Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. It's Thursday, June 10. And Steph, I have been looking forward to this week of Direct Line for quite some time because I welcome two of my very best friends, their ministry friends, their their life friends, Wayne Kent from Decatur, Illinois, Jeff Mayfield from Leroy, Illinois. I almost said Lincoln, Illinois. You were a Lincoln, Illinois guy for years and years and years. But um, welcome to Direct Line. Welcome to Danville. Well, it's certainly a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Now, the reason there is a Direct Line Danville Mm -hmm. is because of Wayne Kent and Direct Line Decatur. So, Wayne, we're going to dive in. And this may be kind of inside baseball, but I don't care. It's my show. So um, (laughs) tell us the story of Direct Line Decatur. Back in 2005, uh, our congregation, which is a similar congregation to Second Church of Christ in Danville, we were looking at ways in which we could impact the community. And uh, I had this crazy idea. I was driving home. I'd be listening to talk radio, driving into work, listening to talk radio. And I go, there's nothing local other than the morning show. Right. And, uh, and there was a sports show on Thursday nights that had been around for years. And I'm thinking... Hey, what about if we could do something religious yeah. or not religious, yeah. current events with a religious lens? Yeah. And so we put together an idea, approached Newhoff Media, what, what wasn't Newhoff Media in those days, but approached the station, right. News Talk 1340 WSOY, yes. 1340 AM in Decatur, Illinois, 103.3 yeah. on your FM dial. So, yes. You got that memorized, that's right. buddy. Now Decatur.com. Yes. And I thought they might give us, uh, you know, you could come on the air from 5 to 6 o'clock on Saturday mornings. Yes. And I thought if we did that and we lasted for six weeks, we'd be doing really well. Yeah. As it turned out, they had just decided they needed to do something local programming-wise. And they offered, they said, well, why don't you do 5 o'clock on Wednesday evenings during drive time? And I was freaked out. Yeah. Absolutely freaked out. I thought we'd last six weeks. The ratings went through the roof, if you will. Yeah. They're very good, put it that way. And the next thing you know, we went from one hour to an hour and a half to two hours. And it's 17 years, coming up on 17 years or 16 years later, we're still doing it. And I'm trying to remember, I think three or four years in, I can't even remember why, but you invited me to join a show. I think I had written an op-ed about Mike Huckabee. I think he was running for president, and there was something that had happened, and you, you said, come on the show. Which and, is, who is different than Mike Colvie, if you will. That's right. Now, I, I like <laughs> Mike Colvie a lot. I've met Mike Colvie. <laughs> Mike Colvie's the reason that we are here as well. But uh, Mike Huckabee right. was running for president, and, you know, here's this Baptist preacher and, you know, former governor of Arkansas. And that turned into uh, a somewhat regular gathering. And then our friend Doug Harvey, who had been your co-host for several, several years, he relocated. Right. And uh, I spent most of my Wednesdays with you probably the last six, seven years that I served in Clinton, I want to yeah, say. It was, it was a great run together. I was not real thrilled when you left town, actually. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad for Danville. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I'm, uh, it's quite interesting to me that you came over to Danville from Decatur and you suddenly are doing direct line. And I asked the station, I said, now, that was my name. That's right. <laughs> and I'm still looking for the royalty check. Well, can I tell you the story behind that? I was struggling to come up with a name. And yeah. I, I called Holvey, Mike Holvey, and I said, Mike, I'm struggling. And he goes... It's direct line. 
That's marketing, baby. So yeah, take Mike it up with that. Mike Holby. That's, yeah, that's what I'm I would say. Yeah, I'm looking for a royalty check. You yeah. know, even if it's 10 cents a show, I'd take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> 10 cents a show. He'd be up to $6.70 right now. Absolutely. So, Go for it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm uh, congratulations. Congratulations both to the church, to the community, to you and Stephanie for um well, taking what we did and, and make and running running with it here in this community, and I think it's a great great story. It's a wonderful um, ongoing. Um, what's ongoing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an opportunity, I would say, to connect with your community. And you know, one of the things that's out there is some of the millennials on my staff at uh, Clinton. They would just mock. No, they would mock me <laughs> yeah. about the idea. Of I think driving. they mock you here. Well, they yeah. still mock me. That's right. But they would mock me about the idea of driving to Decatur every Wednesday to do AM radio uh -huh. until I brought them on direct line when Wayne was gone, and suddenly they had a different perspective about radio. And it's amazing the connection that you make. I mean, we were featured in an article last week by Christian Standard, right? Mm -hmm. Periodical of the Christian Churches, Churches of Christ, and one of the things that you said that really struck me there's more people that listen to your radio show on a wednesday night than attend church on a sunday morning hmm. frankly yes uh, probably uh, a lot more and that's uh, I, not to sound arrogant in that yeah. regard but yeah. we have a we have both we both serve fairly large churches right um i suppose the larger ones in our community and yet the listenership of our radio show is certainly eclipses that by right. significantly. And you have these tremendous stories coming out. I mean, we've had people become part of the life of our church, step into leadership. And like, if you're, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, our goal isn't to introduce you to Jesus every show, but it, the goal is to say, should people of faith have an impact upon the community? And perhaps could faith have an impact upon you? And, I have this great story, this elderly man who owned, um, I say elderly, he was in his 70s. He owned a marina down in Lake Shelbyville. He would drive back and forth to Decatur every day. Yeah. And he's driving home one Wednesday evening and listens to Direct Line, starts listening week after week. That fellow shows up in church with his wife in wow. their late 70s, Yeah. still driving back and forth. In the long run, he retires, he sells the marina. He actually... Now, for those who are listening, you don't know may, may know what I'm saying here, but yeah. he actually became a Christian. He just said, "I'm going to cross the line from being a observer of Christian faith to actually participating in Christian faith and actually saying Jesus is in charge of my life." Yeah. Both he and his wife. I mean, we baptized both of them in their 80s. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And then, <laughs> eventually, sadly, or if you will. Gloriously, they both passed away. Right. They're, they're looking at Jesus face to face right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that you say that you go into every show with that idea in mind, but certainly it's in the back of my um, worldview that I want to see people come to know the faith in Jesus Christ that I have. So it's been, uh, as I said, 16 years. I. Wednesday comes around a lot. Yes, yes, <laughs> Wednesday yes. comes around a lot, yes. or in your case, Thursday comes yes. around a lot. But yeah. hey, here we go. It's what we signed on for, right? You know, it's been one of the great blessings for me just moving to Danville and getting acclimated to this community to meet so many people. Right. And many of the people are in the church and local church leaders, but many of them are community people. Right. And just to have that connection and that opportunity to, to engage, Wayne, that's something that you taught me is the power of the guest, mm. you know, and having people in studio and, and having a wide variety. I mean, we're not talking to a different pastor every Thursday or a different minister right. every Thursday, but there is a time for that. There's also a time to connect with the community leader. We had a Jenna Worth from Ambux. I didn't even know what Ambux was. Mm -hmm. Now, I should have, 
But um, just having that ability to connect with people has been huge. Well, part of the issue there is you bring different people in uh, on the uh, into the studio and say, tell us your story. Right. They've got groups of friends and relatives and people that they want to have. Well, you should listen to me. I'm going to be on the right. radio. And it right. just expands the audience. Yep. And frankly, it 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 helps real people realize you can be a follower of Jesus Christ and not be a nerd. Right, right. Or you could be a nerd, but right. you can still be <laughs> right. a follower of right. Jesus Christ. Right. But you don't have to be, you don't have to be weird. It breaks down kind of those preconceived notions that are out there, it's, hopefully. It's stunning to me how many people listen. Yes. I. Long story short, we, you know, this crazy housing market? Yes. We sold our house very unexpectedly like three weeks ago. I didn't know that. Wow. Did you yeah. have a place to go? Congratulations. No, we don't even have a place to go. <laughs> wow. So this long story short, couple comes and says, hey, we would, like, would you sell us your house? We go, what? <laughs> so we sold our house. So I, here's what I figured out. I know what to do. I, I wonder how a pillow will feel. On a sidewalk, and it might be hard on my <laughs> hips because at present I'm homeless. I'm homeless right really? now. Wow. So I'm I'm looking around the city, and I, I pull into a neighborhood, and I see a for sale sign. Uh, this is just this past week. Yeah. And a guy comes out, hey, if you're interested in buying, it's a piece of property. So we're going to build, we're going to buy, we're going to... You know, we're going to be like fish and, and go to people's houses and after three days say, you're out of here because you smell or whatever. <laughs> yeah. but, but nonetheless, yeah. so he walks up. He says, are you interested in this piece of property? I said, I might be. And we're talking. He says, I, I recognize your voice. Have I met you before? <laughs> and I go, my name is Wayne Kent. Oh, I listen to you on the radio every wow. week. Yeah. And it's, it's I, a great connecting point. And it's just like immediately... I have a little bit of credibility uh -huh. in his eyes. Right. Probably I could quickly get lose it. <laughs> yeah. But he's for for the sake of for the sake of a pastor, that's crucial to yeah. gain a little bit of credibility. Anyways, enough Good about stuff. that all. Hey Jeff Mayfield and I, we go back even longer in terms of the world of media. We go back to the early 2000s. We were doing sports radio That's on uh, the FM station in Atlanta, and it transitioned into actual a television sports show, Fandemonium. Yeah, Fix 96, we started on the radio. Yes. They're just north of Lincoln in Atlanta. Yep, yep. Jim Ash, right? The, the Jim Ash, yeah, yeah. was the producer-director. Right, right. And then we uh, transitioned to Lincoln to uh, cable channel five. And I got to tell you, I was uh, trying to find a picture from that era, and I found some <laughs> of the videos from Fandemonium, and I don't know what I was doing Come with on. the hair back in those days. I want to see that. Uh, we'll have to bring them out at some point. But um, kind of a, we were at Lincoln Railer Basketball Camp, and we were interviewing some of the kids we interviewed went on to be some of the great, Jordan Nelson, they yeah. went on to be some of the great players in Lincoln history. Yeah. But a lot of fun with the, the weekly sports show. We got to do a lot of Illini stuff together and a lot of blessings. It was a lot of fun, Greg. We were able to chronicle kind of the Lincoln Railers, which people that know high school basketball in Illinois right. probably know how great that program is. Neil Alexander is, I think, second yeah. all time in, in victories in the state of Illinois. Yeah. So it wasn't just uh, some ham and egg uh, operation. It was one of the elite programs in the state. Yeah, it was a good time, definitely. Well, hey, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Steph, we're going to batter these guys with some questions. Okay, we're going to get to know them, uh, maybe even throw them a curveball or two along Sounds the way. Good. Steph, you work with this guy all the time. <laughs> I do. Oh, man. Yeah, her, her cup overflows. Is that, is, that, is that how you'd say it or not? I Maybe would. not? All it's right. You were great. here before he came, right? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. That, that She's a veteran. That explains that. There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, hey, let's take a break. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this.
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel from your Witzel Family McDonald's. Along with New Hoff Media, we are proud to support Serve Together Vermilion County on Saturday, June 12th. Here's Terry Goodwin to tell us more. Serve Together Vermilion County is an organization focused on uniting and mobilizing the church in Vermilion County. We see a need for people to take action within our community, not for individual benefit, but for the improvement of our community and the support of our people. Serve Together is organized each year to do projects all throughout our county for nonprofits, schools, communities, and even individuals. If you would be interested in serving with us on June 12th, please contact us at servetogether at yahoo.com or call Molly Goodwin at 217-304-3074 for more information. Call Molly Goodwin at 217-304-3074 or email servetogether at yahoo.com for more information. Serve Together Vermilion County, Saturday, June 12th, from Newhoff Media and McDonald's, a part of every community. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg and his two buddies, yes. Jeff Mayfield and Wayne Kent. We're so glad to have these guys in studio with us. You guys go back a long time. I have met Jeff once. We, You were on the air, what, maybe six months December. ago? December. Is that yep. what it was? So, yep. yeah. The Christmas That's hat. That's right, the Christmas yep. hat. And, That's right. And I've heard a lot of the name Wayne Kent. Oh, bless since, your heart. I'm sorry. Greg has come I'm sorry. second. No, it's all good. He only has good things to, to say about you. But well, thank you. It's a pleasure to it's meet nice you to meet finally. nice to meet you, too. You, too. Hey, Hey, you said that you were going to build or buy. Are you really thinking of building with the price of lumber? Probably not. Probably not. Wow. We've, yeah. So, so it, expensive. this has come so unexpectedly to us. Yes. Um, that it's like, okay, what are we going to do? But so, you're not moving out of the area. No, Your no. Area. I'm, staying we're staying there. there. Yeah. yeah, no. We're going to be, I mean, I'm still pastoring First Christian Church and yeah. so Indicator, and yeah. so it'll. I'll need to stay close by by all means. Yeah. Well, hopefully you find a place to, to live. Yeah, so yeah. we've got two houses that we kind of, Messing with this week. We'll see what happens. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we have some questions for you. You want to start, Greg? I'll dive in. Yeah, go for it. So tell me about your craziest ministry opportunity or request that you've been given and what was so crazy about it. Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Actually, I had two that just came to the forefront. One was when I was coaching at Lincoln Christian College. Uh, We got a crazy offer uh, to take the basketball team to the University of Alaska. Wow. Mm. And I think they thought I would turn it down, Yeah, but I took the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They so paid you to go? They did. That's it, a good gig it, It's right a there. long story, but that's not the one I'm going to go with. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wait, 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 back up, back okay, up. Okay, okay, all right. Back up. You took the team or you personally? Yeah, they took the team. 
It, it, Wayne, it was the craziest thing ever. What a great experience. Oh, fabulous. We got to dog sled. We got to uh, go to a glacier and walk on a glacier. We got to see the animals that you would hope to see in Alaska. It was phenomenal. But here's the crazy thing. They even asked us. It was a three-game contract. We played Alaska Anchorage twice yes. and Fairbanks once. Okay. They asked us if we would be willing for one of those two games with Anchorage to go to Barrow, which is the northernmost, um, uh, what do I want to say, uh, community okay. in the world. It's on the Arctic Circle. Oh, mm. wow. I said, of course we would. So they <laughs> flew us wow. to Barrow, Alaska. What time of year? This is December. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Wow. This, and this is the what we would call the Eskimos. That's not what they are. They're Inupiats. That's where we went into their village, and they hosted the basketball game between Lincoln and the University of Alaska, which, which still to this day is the northernmost college basketball game in the history of college basketball. Hmm. Interesting. Congratulations. How yeah. much daylight during these days? Not much. There was right? very little. Yeah. One of the fun things was they took us out in a bus with tracks yeah. Yeah. to look for polar bear. Wow. We, we didn't see any that were very close that we could see. One of the funniest things that happened to me was I had not met their athletic directors. Uh, they had three or four, uh, their vice presidents, their chancellors. And I got a call as soon as we got to Barrow after we checked into the hotel to come to their room. I yeah. went to their room, and there was a briefcase sitting on the bed. <laughs> they said, Coach Mayfield, we would like for you to open that briefcase. And I said, what's going on? <laughs> and, and so I opened, Salmon. Yeah, I, I opened up the briefcase, and it was cash? full of cash. Oh, my cash, goodness. Yeah. Here's what happened. One of their donors for the basketball team that goes to all their games had come to the game, and he had found out that our kids at Lincoln only get like $5 for a meal. Aww. Well, you're not going to go far in Barrow, Alaska, on $5, Aww. he said, I want the Lincoln basketball players to have the same per diem Aww. that the Alaska kids have. Wow. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's that, your other thing? Give me one more thing. Well, the other one was I was going to tell you about what happened to me in college. This is a long time ago, Wayne. This is before uh, uh, internships were required. Guys like Tobin, you know, they probably have to have internships now. Tobin, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is the excellent producer. Absolutely. He's doing it without him. He's That's doing right. a great job here. That's right. Anyway. That's Back in our day, and maybe even before yours, Greg, we did not have to have an internship to graduate yeah, from college. I didn't have to have one. Well, I got a request to go to Africa to work in the jungle with uh, missionaries for the summer. Hmm. It was my junior year, and I said, "Yeah, I'm game. I'm open. So I went to the jungle of Africa. This is before cell phones, text, even, mm -hmm. even good email. We used, mm -hmm. we used to use uh, telegrams. Mm. Yeah, That's how we communicated. Mm. And uh, so I went and worked with missionaries for a summer in uh, Zambia, Africa. And it was, it, I think about it every day. It was life-changing. That's awesome. You seem to get invited to A places. Alaska, Africa. Africa. Yeah. Steph, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Most of those invitations are one way. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, what about you, man? Um, it's not so, anything's quite so luxurious as that. <laughs> so I would, as, as you asked yeah. the question, it occurs to me, we one time decided we were going to do a Kiss the Pig pro. Event, okay, <laughs> fundraiser, <laughs> fundraiser, yeah. And, and my lovely bride was chose. Actually, the way it was going to work, they were they had four or five people, and you could put money in a jar as to who was going to kiss the pig, right? And whoever yeah. had to mm -hmm. raise the most money, yeah. Well, we're three or four days out from this event, and we get a. I got a, a letter from some high-powered attorney in New York telling us that we were breaking copyright infringement laws because Kiss the Pig is owned by a. 
I want to be careful in who I say this is, but Kiss the Pig is owned by, um, I think, I want to be the American Diabetes Association. I don't remember. That's unfair to tell you who it is. But the result of that was that we had to rename the program. I don't. I think we went with Step Up to a Bovine or <laughs> something like that. Hey, but, quick thinking. But, hug a hog. Hug yeah. a hog. But yeah. it was quite fascinating that suddenly we have to be very careful as to how we promo this. Yeah. And it's. I, I was both offended and at the same time quite astonished that they could figure out who we were so quickly. In from New York, I, I don't know ever to this day, I have a sneaky suspicion that somebody who didn't like me informed mm. right. the group mm. in New York. They ratted you out. They ratted us out. And wow. I didn't know we were breaking copyright laws, but there's there's an interesting moment, yes. Did your, you said something about your bride. Did she win? She won. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. She, of course she won. She, yeah. uh, and, and if you only knew Leslie's stuff, you, you would <laughs> you'd know why she won, much to her chagrin. Yeah. Yes. She didn't want to win, but she did. She did step up to the bovine. We can't say she kissed the pig, but she... Um, very good. <laughs> well, there you go. She, she and its lips got very close. Very Steph, good. anything in your world that you can think of that you would describe as crazy or wild or I didn't even ask me that. I know, so. I'm putting you on the spot. Marla told me to stop putting you on the spot, but I enjoy that well, look that I, I, I see. Yeah, I will say um, I wasn't even really in ministry, I, yeah. but I, I sang, and it was our first year back in Covington where I grew up, and they had the National Day of Prayer at the courthouse, and they invited me to sing. And this was back in the days where you still did it with a, a cassette. Oh, so wow. you had to get the cassette, the track lined up just in the right spot, yeah. and they hit play, and they had it on the wrong, it was in the wrong key. It was oh, so high. Yeah. I sang so high. Wow. It was terrible and they Aww. never asked me to do it again what was the song do you remember or not or the artist or any oh, of that i or can't not? remember what it was yeah, it i can't remember it doesn't matter but it was bad and they never asked me to do it again so well, here's my wildest thing i had a couple this was back in my mawikwa days early days and uh i was a volunteer emt hmm. and i had a couple that were fellow emt uh servants and they were engaged to get married, and they had the great idea, we want to get married in the back of the ambulance. Nice. And I just thought to myself, symbolically, I'm not really sure that's the picture you're looking for in the wedding photos. And I couldn't talk them out of it, but I announced they're happily married to this day, 29 years later, whatever it may be. Very so, good. So, wild think stuff. Of, I can think of another wild and crazy thing that you yeah. did in ministry, Greg, yeah. that these guys probably don't know about. I don't even know if Wayne knows about it, but you were driving along the road one day and a, a motorist went off the road deep into the grass or whatever and you stopped and you went and helped that motorist i don't remember all the details yeah. but i remember you she doing was actually that. trapped hmm. and the car caught on fire so oh, wow. yeah i got a citation from governor rod blagojevich right before he was uh, arrested <laughs> by the fbi for uh life-saving efforts but yeah that was a wild time wow. was it was it on fire when you stopped or what well, compelled stopped, you to stop i called 911 i could hear her honking and they said whatever you do don't touch her and I said, okay, and I'm talking her through it. And all of a sudden, I said, the engine's on fire. And they said, get her out of there, whatever you have to do. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, about huh. five minutes later, that car was completely engulfed in How flames. How come I don't and know that story? That happened. I was driving. Uh, at that time, I was still working at Lincoln Christian College, oh. driving down to Mawikwa on Sundays. Mm. And the wild thing about it is I've served in a wonderful church as interim minister, and I got my suit all muddy. It was December. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was going to an Illini game to meet you afterwards. So I had jeans and a sweater. And this is before that church had transitioned mm -hmm. to more casual mm -hmm. dress. 
and I didn't tell anybody what had happened. I just preached in jeans and a sweater and was soundly rebuked by one of the Aww. women of the church. Aww. And then, of course, they did a news story on that that day, and I got a call from her that night. She was crying. I can't believe I said something to you about Aww. your jeans and your sweater. So mm. that was wild stuff. Well, hey, we need to take another break. We're flying by, guys. You're listening to Direct Line. Greg and Stephanie with my friends Wayne Kent and Jeff Mayfield. We'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 10. Uh, Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler, we're joined in studio. We're actually recording at Second Church in the new recording studio. It is nice. I love it. Yeah. And we've got uh, my good ministry friends, Wayne Kent, Jeff Mayfield, guys that have really, Stephanie, been mentors mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit older than me, and they have blessed me uh, for decades of friendship. Uh, I actually That's met awesome. Jeff way back when I was in high school, believe mm-hmm. it or not, uh, back in the Champaign, Illinois days. Mm-hmm. But we're thankful to have them with us. And I want to transition. I want to get a little serious right now. There's a commercial that has been produced by the pro-life group, the Susan B. Anthony List. It's just 30 seconds long, and it really addresses the issue of life from a science perspective. So I want us to listen to this commercial, and then I want us to talk about it. So let's listen to it right now. Five decades of medical breakthroughs. Every age group has more opportunity to live, except one. The unborn still fall victim to outdated laws. Science tells us that at 15 weeks, these babies have formed faces. They smile, they yawn, they feel pain. It's why European countries ban late-term abortions. In five decades, we've learned they are just like us. Isn't it time the law reflects the science? 
Stephanie, what'd you think of that commercial? The well, I love the fact that, you know, everything is all about the science, the science. Well, yeah. I don't know how you can look at the science of ultrasound and the, the you know, the detection of true life and not be pro-life. I, right. I just don't understand it. Right. What, what is troubling to me is that some of your largest networks in America are saying Refusing we, to won't, we won't yeah. allow that message to go through. Networks like CBS and Hallmark, we're linking an article right now mm -hmm. from Christian Post. Wayne, I know your wife Leslie has been on the front lines of the life issue. As you hear that commercial, but even more as you see these networks that are saying we simply won't allow it to be aired, what do you, what's it say about America 2021? I think it it reflects an ongoing trend in which people with Christian values uh, have a, a diminished voice in mm -hmm. the culture around us, mm -hmm. right? which on the one hand is really scary. On the other hand, probably the, in some ways that might be good because there's new information out that says that when Christianity is no longer mainstream, it actually flourishes and right. does very well. Mm -hmm. However, in the midst of the decline, who are we kidding? The last thing you want to say, well, in order to get to the end where we are more flourishing, you don't want to see more babies killed no. right. to right. get there. That's a horrendous, mm -hmm. that's a horrendous, horrendous, uh, it, 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 struggle, it, it troubles me that our present culture does not understand for, for in many ways the value of human life, particularly from the perspective of if we are followers of faith, we believe that we that human beings are made in the image of God. Okay. And that's a, a story, friends, if you yep. don't not familiar, it goes back to the very beginning of Genesis, the, the first book of the Bible, yep. where it says that, you know, the, the, the earth is created. And however you want to let, get to the earth being created, that when huma humanity shows up, whether it be day six or day, you know, a thousand years in, whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. whatever pass that conversation on, that human beings are made in God's image and that there's something about God that's reflected in us. And you, the moment you lose that understanding, then sure, all life is right. I was listening to a podcast on the way over to Danville today um, about the concern that is taking place in Israel and the Jewish community around the world about how anti-Semitism is growing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we casually, it seems, you know, in, in World War II, we casually murdered six million people just because, well, we don't want them around. Right, right. And And yet that... I want to say pales in comparison because that's not the right language, but it certainly is. Is I would say that we have another Holocaust. I'm yep. very careful how I say this because I yep. don't want to diminish in any way the horrors of World War II. But right. we've lost in the United States alone, we've lost 50 million babies oh, yeah. since yeah. 1973. So I'm, I believe, as a, as a follower of Christ, that our culture will be held accountable by God for that atrocity. And I believe that people are going to look back on us 100 years from now and say, you did what? 50 million babies died in the womb in the land of the free? I mean, I still struggle to wrap my brain around that. Wayne, I want to ask you, though, what happened to freedom of speech? What happened to, you know, ideas need to be brought to the marketplace, they need to be brought to the forefront. It's troubling to me not so much that someone would say, I disagree with the message, that they would say, I'm going to suppress the message. I won't even allow the message to be shared. That That's troubling to me. It's extremely troubling. It's a, it's a, sort of a cancel culture. Yeah. I, I Though I must say as that I think in some ways the cancel culture started 
this this may be not a popular view, but I wonder if the cancel culture started within Christianity when we start saying to people back during the days of moral majority, yeah. well, you have a view different from us, and so you don't get to speak. Right. You don't get to, you know, we would boycott. You know, right. don't go to Disneyland or don't don't buy this product. And I wonder if we started the whole cancel culture inadvertently yeah. ourselves, and now it's coming back at us in a different way. That's probably a long-term view, but nonetheless, the cancel culture is what is causing, if you say something that is not is considered to be not normal or not, if you will, what everybody else, the common opinion, and you don't get to speak, that's problematic. Right. It's certainly not American. Right. Absolutely not American. Right. right. If you think about the early Americans, and I mean, why did we go to war with the British? Right, right. It wasn't just over taxing right. tea. Right, right. It was over the fact we want to live how we want to live. We want to say what we want to say. Right. And that seems to be being eroded within our present um, national ethos. Jeff, jump in here. What's your yeah, take on what this? What I was thinking was what a great opportunity yeah. for younger generations uh, to step up to the plate. We, we mentioned so many of these networks, Greg, that you said we're not going to show uh, or let this uh, commercial be out there. Um, so many of the things that Wayne said, I couldn't agree with him more. But our young people have a great opportunity to rise up in the media, in uh, these networks, yeah. in politics, in education, and um, be a voice. Yeah. Be a voice for God. Yeah. I, I just think it's a troubling trend that I see unfolding where they're saying if you have this perspective, not only is it the wrong perspective, it needs to be silenced or whatever the language you want to use. You're not even welcome to share it. I mean, we talked a couple months ago about Ryan T. Anderson's book, When Harry Became Sally. It's a critique of the transgender movement. Um, Amazon canceled him. They said this book is canceled. It actually was the best thing that ever happened to his book because he sold mm. a, a, an incredible number of mm -hmm. copies since mm -hmm. that time. But why would you want to suppress a book looking at an issue from a perspective. It's just a dangerous, slippery slope, I think, that we're headed down. Um, transition real quick. Last week, information came out. Jeff, our friend John Cody sent us an email in the middle of the night with the 2021 Worldview Inventory from the George Barnett Institute. And it looked at how the different generations are shifting in worldview. Um, and, and just the headline here, the seismic generational shift in worldview, millennials seek a nation without God, Bible, and churches. Sorry, Tobin, I know you're the exception to the rule. But as we read through this, if this information is correct, I mean, if, if Barna nailed it, and I've got to say, Barna's pretty good. They, they usually get it pretty well. Um, Wayne, Jeff, Stephanie, as ministers, as church leaders, as people operating with a biblical worldview, um, are we swimming upstream? I mean, where, where do we go from here, Wayne? What do you think? I think we definitely are swimming upstream, and I'm glad for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Because when you swim upstream, you get stronger, Yeah. and you learn how to manage the currents. And I think that when you swim downstream, man, I, have you East been on cake. a float on oh, a yeah. float trip, you know, in an in a inner tube, or yep. in a, and you're just going down? Real, and, and I think in the midst of floating, you can become a little bit lax. Yeah, yeah. You swim upstream, man, you've got to figure out what you believe in. And I think for the sake of Christian faith, particularly if that's where we're going to go with this, that's good news. Now, in terms of influence, maybe it's a problem in the in the short run, but 
we, if we can become stronger and figure out exactly what I believe, I would say that the, my biggest concern about anything that we read from Barna or anything from other organize, or organizations testing the culture at present is the lack of biblical values or biblical literacy or even the sense that the Bible has authority any longer. Yeah, yeah. When we lost that in the culture at large and, frankly, in many churches, yeah. you can go to many congregations and say, is the Bible the supreme word of God? Is it? Is it where we... And, They'll go, well, it's one of many options. It's a library. Mm-hmm. That's the big the thing moment, we're hearing now. The moment you lose that, that the yeah. Bible is where we go for all our answers, mm-hmm. then we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. But, I, but So from the perspective of the present culture or this, this, slip, uh, yeah. this slide that we've taken, yeah. it's tragic. But on the other hand, it, as you've said, Jeff, it's a great moment because we, we get to strengthen our muscles and figure out what do we really believe. Yeah. Yeah. Do we really believe the Bible has the answers? Because if we don't believe that, then I'm thrown in the towel. Right. Frankly, right. I'm right. done. Right. If the Bible doesn't have the answers to life, then I've, I've been following the wrong thing for the last 45 years. Yep. Steph, what do you think as you read this survey and as you look at this worldview inventory? I mean, you got a couple of millennials. Yep. I got a couple of millennials. Yep. I mean, um, I'll be honest. I see this with a lot of my kids' friends that I love dearly, but I see this shift happening. Um, what say you? Well, I think that the shift happens, and I wonder if they're young and there will come a time in their life where some tragedy happens, some real um, problems happen. And if your worldview is, uh, you know, oh, everything goes, when you get to that moment, yeah. that didn't, doesn't do much for you. So I, I guess I wonder if they have shifted that way, you know. Yeah. To what they believe. But when crisis comes, I think that that's when Christians have the opportunity to step in and church has the opportunity to be there and be available. I mean, we see it with Celebrate Recovery all the time. Um, people hit rock bottom yes. and they continue to try to go to their friends or they go to whoever, whatever, and it doesn't work. Right. And their worldview will not work. Right. And so at some point, I feel like the church will still be here and we can offer Jesus. And that's where true healing and true uh, transformation takes place. So whatever their worldview is, at some point it won't work. Right. And I wonder if it's just going to take those young ones a little bit longer to realize this isn't working and it's not going to work. I had a wise sage tell me not long ago, um, don't ever underestimate the value of seeds mm-hmm. that have been planted yes that aren't sprouting right now. Right. And I hope that's what's playing out. Jeff, what do you think? Well, buddy? we're as a church, we're going through Core 52 this year. Yeah. And this past Sunday. It's a curriculum, right? It, it is. Yeah. It's sounds a book like by a... Mark Moore. Who, who <laughs> I thought was, it sounds like an exercise yeah. program or something. <laughs> he was a professor, I think, at Ozark, right. uh, now a minister out in Arizona. Right. Uh, and he takes you through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation in 52 weeks. Hmm. And this past week was this awesome passage and i want to ask you and wayne about it when we're off the air because i need to learn more about it matthew 16 where there's a confession there's a rejection there's a call basically peter comes to grips with who jesus is he says jesus you are the christ the son of the living god um jesus says to him god revealed that to you in other words we're not all capable of having that moment that you were talking about stephanie there's going to come a time when that understanding is going to be huge in our life and then I think about Paul, who wrote to his good friend Timothy, all Scripture is God-breathed. Yeah. Going back to what Wayne said earlier, um, 
we have to come to grips with this absolute truth yeah. that's out there. And, yeah. and I think that when we've lost that, as Wayne says, we're on very dangerous and slippery ground, but we still have the opportunity to present that. Yeah. So good stuff. Well, hey, we need to take another break. You're listening to Direct Line, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler with guests Wayne Kent from Decatur, Illinois, Jeff Mayfield from Leroy, Illinois. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie and Greg, and the hour has flown by with Wayne Kent and Jeff Mayfield. We're so glad they are with us. We couldn't do this show without our great sponsors, and yeah. I just want to list them quickly. Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tankwash, and the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home. You know, Stephanie, God's really been working on me. Really? And uh, I think the issue is pride. Uh-huh. And so that's the setup. We're going to do the good news segment early this week. Okay. And I know you've got good news that you want to share Just with all of the direct line audience, something that happened last week. That's right. So we went on an all-staff retreat last, last Wednesday to Turkey Run. And I have been in lots of um, places where we have been uh, in, involving games. Right. You're, you're like king of trivia. Right. You're very, very good at trivia. And I've never been on the winning team with you for trivia. You are a... Am I a good winner? Let me say this. You're a sore winner. <laughs> this is what I hear. It's just a game. We're just having fun. So my good news is that I got to be on the opposite team again yes. with yes. you last week, but yes. um, we didn't do a lot of trivia. I mean, right. it was trivia. Do any trivia. Well, yeah, we? it was kind of trivia oh, when you and I yeah. went head to head and yeah. it was like, you know, name a uh, uh, type of ice cream. And right. you know what? I just, I just spit out the answers much faster than you. Her brain and works better. I, we went head to head three times, and 
three times I, I, I won. Yep. So, you know, you are a sore winner, but I think you're even a sore loser. Well, I tried to humble myself, <laughs> and I wrote in my 15-5 this week that my ministry here has forever changed after losing to Stephanie the entire day on Wednesday. But it's all in good fun. It was just, it was just fun. It was just for fun. And again, it's just a game, it's right? It's just a game. Just a game. But so, I won. Stephanie, so. thank you for uh-huh. sharing thank- that. Yeah. Well, hey, we've only got about six minutes left. Um, do you realize there's some incredible things that have happened historically this very week? And so 245 years ago this week on June 11, 1776, the Second Continental Congress appointed a committee of five to draft a statement of independence. Hmm. The five, you'll recognize three of the names, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson. Do you ever wonder who the other two were? Robert Livingston and Roger Sherman, That they worked on this. It was mostly Jefferson that did the work. But on June 28, a declaration of independence was presented to this Congress. On July 2nd, it was affirmed, it was passed, but it wasn't finalized until July 4 due to wordsmithing issues. Who knew they were wordsmithing? Thing back in 1776, <laughs> but what a great event mm. in the life. Can you believe Jefferson wrote it in two and a half weeks? Jeff, what do you think about that? It's amazing. And, you know, one of the fun things is uh, sometimes in movies and TV shows and stuff like that, you learn more and more of those kinds of things. When I think about Hamilton, when I think about the the show 1776. Right, right. I I don't know how historically accurate they were on all those points. Right. But you learn a lot about how great that was, what they did during that time. Wayne, you have a unique perspective growing up in Australia and then in Canada. Right. So when I talk Declaration of Independence, when I talk about that, how do you hear that? How does well, that this process? A brand new information to me that it started on June 11th. Yes. That's my birthday. There you go. Uh, what could be wrong with that? Well, let's say happy, <laughs> happy birthday, birthday, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, so what could be wrong with that? I, you know, growing up in Australia, so I have a long family history in Australia, back to the prisoner days. Right. If you could, you know, here in the U.S., if you can trans, if you can sort of go back through your generations and find, hey, I had a great, 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 great grandfather land with the, on the Mayflower. In Australia, if you can go back, 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 back and find family who were prisoners, because mm. uh, Australia was founded by convicts, mm. then that's like the Mayflower. So we come yeah. from low stock. Mm. Oh, low stock. Oh, okay. <laughs> but growing up in Australia, and then we immigrated to Canada when I was 11, uh, I ended up in the U.S. in 1979. Long story, long yeah. story. But U.S. was always this beacon of freedom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolute freedom that obviously is um, encircled or best described in the in the Declaration of Independence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Steph, what do you think? Declaration of Independence. That, you know, how many men? Five men? Five men. They did it in two and a half weeks but, and but agreed really on Jefferson it. Jefferson did He most did it, of it right. But know. that they all agreed on it. Right. Nowadays, it would take a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So, no. But, you know, you think of that, you think, well, they wrote a paper. They were actually saying, we're taking on the mm-hmm. world's superpower. And when you read through the Declaration of Independence, one of the things they said is, you know, we're risking our lives and our fortunes mm-hmm. and our families mm-hmm. for this cause of freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know our country's not perfect. I know it wasn't perfect in 1776, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that takes courage. Mm-hmm. That takes boldness yeah. to rise up and do that. And many of them did. Absolutely. Many of them did make that sacrifice. Greg. That's right. Two more things real quickly. 177 years ago this week, an English merchant who was a part of a regular Bible school class, Bible reading class, was challenged to do something in the name of Jesus. He lived in London. And so on June 6, 1844, George Williams 
founded an organization that would help young men that had chosen the wayward path, the Young Men's Christian Association. I-M-C-A. So should, should we do the village people thing or not? Do, do not. people even know who the village people are anymore? Tobin? Do. do they know who yeah? they are? Yeah, if you were going to be in the village people, oh, uh, is there? In, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember the guy with the Indian headdress. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Anyway, anyway, but I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The YMCA. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was a part of a great YMCA at Clinton. We have a great YMCA here in Danville, mm-hmm. and uh, these organizations are making a difference. But you go back to one man, mm-hmm. and I have this vision to help young men that are floundering. Man, I'm glad he rose up. Me too. This third one's for you specifically, Stephanie, although I know Jeff's going to like it. I think Wayne will as well. 55 years ago this week, on June 8, 1966, a merger was announced between the historic and longstanding National Football League and the six-year-old American Football League. It took four years for the merger actually to happen, Hmm. and the reason behind it, the AFL was causing a lot of trouble with the NFL by getting some of the the prime players to sign with them and lucrative TV contracts. And I know, Jeff, the AFL, that that probably sparked something in you, buddy. I I grew up in the AFL, so I lived in two AFL cities in my uh, early days. I lived in San Diego, home of the Chargers. Yep. Uh, which was one of the flagship teams. Yep. Yep. And then we moved to the Bay Area where I followed the Oakland Raiders, which I do to this day. Yep, that's good stuff. Steph, football, are you excited? Yeah, doesn't it start like August 15th or something? Or yeah, These guys, I mean, Steph is not really a fan of any particular team. Right. You root very passionately against whoever Tom Brady's playing for. Is right. that right? Exactly. You're an anti-Tom Brady exactly. guy, which is okay. That's fine. Yeah. But, why, uh, why is that? Ah. Uh, He's just, ugh. although I don't know. I mean, I feel like he, I don't know. I kind of liked him, I guess, this past year. It was kinda, really? Yeah. I mean, he, he is good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's the Patriots. So, well, guys, our time's almost up. Wayne, you got anything for us? Thanks for letting me be part of this yeah. program today. And congratulations mm-hmm. to the city of Danville and uh, to, to Second Church of Christ for Launching this now. What are you guys? A year and a half in? Two years in? And uh, about a year and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. year congrats. and four months. Good stuff. Good well, stuff. Thank you. And uh, Danville, listen in. Listen in. And by the way, you should check out Second Church of Christ. Right. I appreciate it. Thank what's you the, much. What's the website? Uh, SecondChurch.com. Eight nine twenty ten forty five on Sunday morning. Jeff, absolutely. Thanks for having us, and thank you, Steph, Greg, and Wayne, for your love, your compassion for your communities. I think that. Maybe not all of us can start a direct line, but all of us can do something. I appreciate and it. And we, we preach every week that we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus, so let's do that. Mm-hmm. All right. On behalf of Tobin Hess, our sound tech, Stephanie Spangler, my co-host, and my friends Jeff Mayfield and Wayne Kent, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. See you next week.